Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 68. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, several of the listeners have been asking me what's on my nightstand, and I love to share the things that I'm reading, and I love to find out what other people are reading. It's just such an enjoyable thing when the conversation lulls at a gathering. I always like to say, so, what are you guys reading? And that always opens up a wonderful can of delicious worms, and I always am thrilled to hear what other people are loving, hating, enjoying, um, meditating on. It just, it shapes who we are. What we read shapes who we are. So when Rachel told me that several listeners have been asking, what's on Carol's nightstand now? I thought, oh, no problem. Let me just spend a little time with you today and share with you some of the things I am reading. First of all, uh, my son gave me a book that he has really enjoyed reading with um, my 12-year-old granddaughter, and it's called 10 Questions Every Teen Should Ask and Answer About Christianity. 10 Questions Every Teen Should Ask and Answer About Christianity. And it's by Rebecca McLaughlin. And some of you know uh, Rebecca from her other writing. She is just the most marvelous writer, and she wrote Confronting Christianity, which was Christianity Today's uh, Beautiful Orthodoxy Book of the Year. She is a Brit, and um, she just has a great way with dealing with questions that I think children are asking, and even as adults, I always like to read children's books because I think they answer questions in such a simple way and my brain is pretty simple. So things like, how can I live my best life now? Isn't Christianity against diversity? She talks about racism, slavery, Christianity at the most diverse moment in history. Uh, then she asks, can Jesus be true for you, but not true for me? She talks about relativism, evangelism, and universal truth. Can't we just be good without God? Uh, God is the basis of morality. How can you believe the Bible is true? Evidence for the Gospels, true versus literal, evidence for the resurrection. Hasn't science disproved Christianity? She talks about the origins of science and how many scientists were and are Christians today and how there is no conflict between uh, science and and true Christianity. Why can't we just agree that love is love? And she talks about same-sex attraction and marriage and sex and singleness, pornography. Who cares if you're a boy or a girl? So she addresses gender issues, feminism, transgender, and non-binary identities. Does God care when we hurt? What is it? What a great question that everyone asks. And the answer she addresses is God's sovereignty and suffering, God's care for us. How can you believe in heaven and hell? And then she talks about sin and judgment and salvation and the invitation. And so it's a lovely book. It's published by Crossway, our friends in Wheaton, Illinois. And um, her books are 
hitting the nail on the head. She does use a lot of pop culture references, and if that's offensive to you, I just want to give you that warning. But um, she meets kids where they are, and she asks and answers the really tough questions of our age, and I'm so uh, grateful for her. And then I'm reading a book that I just want you to promise me that you're all going to read this month. You've only got 14 or 15 days. I don't know what, what date this is going to play, but I want you to promise me you're going to read this book. It's called Why We Love the Church. Why We Love the Church in Praise of Institutions and Organized Religion. What a concept. How can you praise organized religion? It's such a taboo. It's written by Kevin DeYoung, a young pastor. I believe he's in Michigan. And Ted Kluck. And they also wrote together the book, Why We're Not Emergent. And I love their style. I love that they're hip. They're fun but they also really let it rip. <laughs> and I just appreciate so much. Um, Mark Galley, who is the editor of Christianity Today, said, if Jesus thought the church was worth dying for, it may just be worth living in. While not ignoring the sins of the church, DeYoung and Cluck remind us why the institu institutional church remains the most authentic place to encounter the good news of Jesus Christ. Al Mohler said this, The New Testament is clear. To love Christ is to love the church. Kevin and Ted provide a powerful word of correction, offering compelling arguments and a vision of church life that is not only convincing, but inspirational. Sam Storm said, A penetrating critique of churchless Christianity and a theologically rigorous, thoroughly biblical, occasionally hilarious, but equally serious defense of the centrality of the church in God's redemptive purpose. I love this book, and I want you all to just cross your heart and promise me you're going to read it, uh, because it's, it's another one of those issues that we have to, the hill that we're dying on uh, in this day and this age. Oftentimes, we don't realize how tired we are until we're burned out and running on steam. No one knows exhaustion like a homeschooling mom, but you don't have to wait until you hit a wall to make space for rest in your life. Over the years, I've been deeply ministered to by retreats that have given me time and space for silence and solitude. For this reason, I created a place called Sabbath rest in Guthrie, Oklahoma, where you can get away from the pressures of daily life and simply rest. I want you to find peace for your soul so that you have the strength, wisdom, and joy to love, serve, and teach the children in your care. Come take a nap or read a book, ride a bike to a local antique shop, or sit a while in the place of prayer in my backyard. Come be refreshed so you can return home to your family with renewed vision and refreshed spirit. Visit my website or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. Now back to the show. And then to completely segue to a totally different type of book, I just read a book that was recommended to me and uh, could not put it down. It's called The Amazing True Story. 
is kind of the prequel. And then it, the title is Same Kind of Different as Me. Same Kind of Different as Me. Subtotal, subtitled, A Modern Day Slave, An International Art Dealer, and The Unlikely Woman Who Bound Them Together. It's written by Ron Hall and Denver Moore and uh, was ghostwritten, I imagine, with Lynn Vincent, or at least she helped. Lynn is a writer for World Magazine. And it is uh, published by Thomas Nelson, and again, a true story. And Barbara Bush said this, Denver Moore and Ron Hall's story is one that moved me to tears. The friendship that forms between these two men at a time when both were in great need is an inspiration to all of us to be more compassionate to everyone we come in contact with. This is truly a wonderful book. Oh, becoming more compassionate. Wow. So this is a story of a man that was held in slavery, even though slavery had been long abolished, long ago abolished. He was held and he finally escaped. And he winds up, you know, riding the rails and he's homeless. He sleeps in the most horrible situations, eats out of garbage pails, you name it, he does it to survive. And he begins finally, after years of homelessness, to go to a mission in, I believe it was Houston. And um, I can't remember, but don't quote me on where it is. But it is the most unbelievable story. He's very dangerous, he's very angry. And uh, he was a cotton picker in virtual slavery. And he begins to go to a mission against his will. He just was so angry and hateful and violent. But a young uh, wife, and, and she drags her husband, who uh, is a very, very, very wealthy man, to start volunteering at the mission. And she just starts to love the people, really love them, not with a fake Christian love, but you know what I mean, a churchy, I'm a, I'm a good Christian, so I'm going to love these people. But I mean, she really loves them, and they know that she really loves them, and how God uses her in this man's life and how he uses this man in her husband's life and um, I don't want to ruin the story for you. You're going to cry. But I'll tell you what, it is one of those life-changing books that makes you want to be more like Jesus. It'll rock your world. So it's same kind of different as me. Again, not a children's book by any stretch, but a powerful life-changing book for all of us. And then I showed my granddaughter and one of her best friends who are spending the night a classic film. Um, any of you who know me know that most of the movies I watch are black and white, and most of them were made before I was even born, but those tend to be my favorite movies. And um, one of the movies that has really, really impacted my life is based on a book, as most good movies are, and it starred Sidney Poitier when uh, it was filmed. It's a black and white film, and Sydney, I believe, won the Oscar for Best uh, Artist or Best Actor of the Year, and I believe the picture possibly won Best 
movie of the year, if I'm not mistaken. But I want to tell you about the book that the movie was based on. It's called The Lilies of the Field. The Lilies of the Field. And I believe that this, I could be wrong, let's see, I thought it was based on a true story, but I could be wrong about that. But it's about a gentleman named Homer Smith. He's six foot two, he's African American, he's full of laughter, and he's just gotten out of the army, and he stops to get some water and some gas, and he meets some German nuns who had escaped from the Iron Curtain uh, from East Germany. And they'd been given this land, and they had no money, and they had risked their lives to escape. And he, they just assumed that the Lord sent him, and he tells them in no, <laughs> no kind way that the Lord did not send him, and he's going on his way, but he'll work for them for a day or two. And, of course, it's a beautiful story. Um, and again, I don't want to ruin these stories because they really are something that are, they compel you to keep reading. It's a very small book and you could definitely read it with your preteens and your teens and they'll love the book. I know the girls, when I showed the movie to them, just fell in love with it and were kicking their knees with their legs with glee because they, they were so excited about the story and again, just the, the hand of God in our daily lives and how it changes everything. And then when my twin grandsons were spending the night one night, I was looking for a book that would really grab them. They're seven years old. They had just turned seven, actually, that week. And I was looking for a chapter book, but nothing too wordy, although they listened to just about anything. But I thought for reading out loud, I wanted it to be um, a book that they would really relate to. And so I pulled one of the books off my shelf by an author that if you're not in a very close friendship with, you need to be. His name is Mendert DeYoung, capital D-E, capital J-O-N-G. Mendert DeYoung, it's pronounced, but it's spelled D-E-J-O-N-G. And he wrote many books. He was born in Holland and came to uh, Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the Holland, uh, Michigan area. And he wrote many, many books, some of which have won various awards. Probably his best known book, well, there's two that are probably the best known. Um, one is called House of, I can't think right now. Oh, my mind is drawing a blank. The other is Wheel on the School, Wheel on the School. And um, I'm having a mental block on the name of the father's house of, and then the number of the fathers. And the, the one, <laughs> I'll find it in a minute. But the one, um, the second book that I mentioned to you is set in China. And it's about a little boy who's separated from his parents during the uh, Japanese invasion of China. And um, House of Sixty Fathers, I believe it is. I can't find it, but I believe it's Sixty Fathers. I have a math phobia, so I can't remember numbers. But um, in that book, the little boy who's separated from his dad is adopted, in a sense, by a bunch of American GIs who are living in a barracks. And so he calls them his fathers, his American fathers. And uh, it's a great book. But the book he's probably best known for is Wheel on the School, uh, which is set in Holland, and it's about trying to attract 
a swan to sit on top of a building, which the Dutch consider that as kind of a, you know, a blessing to their lives. If a, if a swan uh, makes its nest on your, on your building. So, but the book that I want to tell you about is a book called Far Out the Long Canal. Far Out the Long Canal. And it's a story of a little boy who, living in Holland, has not learned to uh, skate. He has not learned to ice skate. And that is just unacceptable in Holland. People who don't know how to ice skate are like people who don't know how to talk because it's so much a part of the Dutch culture. And so he had been sick uh, one winter when all the canals froze. And then the next winter, he, um, they didn't, they, it didn't freeze. It, you know, there was no ice. And so he has gotten really big and it's embarrassing that he can't skate. And his name is Munta. And it talks about how he teaches himself to skate and how it's just the most precious book. And Mendert de Young was a, a very, very strong Christian author. And so you see Christian themes in all of his writing and get your hands on everything that he has ever written and you will not regret it. And then I talked to you uh, recently about my friend Jan Karen. Of course, I've never met her, but I consider her my friend. And I love her writing so much. And so in order to do the podcast, I read um, several of her, you know, of the At Home in Mitford books to get ready for the podcast. But then after the podcast, I couldn't stop. And so even though I've read these books over and over again, I just have started reading them all again. And I love them so much. And I've been staying up nights reading them until my eyes are uh, watering because it's just hysterical that I can't stop reading them because I love them so much. And I think you will too. So recently what I've been reading is... Um, a new song, which is the story of Father Tim and his wife as they go off. Um, he's retired now, and they take a church um, in North Carolina, probably in the Outer Banks area on one of the islands, and it is such a dear story and really a, a story of redemption, how they meet a very, very wounded, troubled, angry man uh, with a disability and he is completely shut off from everyone but they just love him into the light and it's not an easy story because he's very troubled but they love him and they love him well and uh, it's such a great book and then I looked through all my books to try and find, um, you know, if I was missing anything, because, you know, when you um, loan things out and, and you lose track of them, and so I realized that I had loaned out a book that Jan did as though it were Father Tim's journal, and it's called, um, let me turn the page here to tell you the title, it's called Patches of Godlight, Patches of Godlight, Father Tim's Favorite Quotes, and it's as though... Father Tim had kept a journal and was writing quotes by people like G.K. Chesterton and Benjamin Franklin and Umberto Eco. And it is just such a, um, 
it's such a treasure of a book and I never tire of reading because Jan Kieran is a reader like I said before and so oh my goodness the things that she must be reading all the time and then it comes across in her books and so this book of quotes has been a great uh, resource as well. So those are some of the things I'm reading right now. I've read several of the Jan Kieran books since I did my last podcast. So I've just been whipping through them. And as I say, they are a vacation in a book. And I just can't recommend that you use your summer to read her books and renew your mind and refresh your spirit. And um, you will feel like you've had a vacation. So thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com, to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.